0: You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Dear multi It. I am your host, Michael Kushner, and it is an absolute honor to be recording this podcast for you during quarantine. Thank you to Broadway Podcast Network for offering resources to so many artists out there who still have a voice, who still have things to say, and who are still pushing forward. I've been so honored to work with many of you listening in personal coachings, my group class, hashtag multihype, which resumes in October. So thank you for sharing your stories and keeping up and not giving up. If you're interested in taking class with me, you could always follow me at the Michael Kushner or at your Multihyphen it on Instagram and inquire within or just go to multihypeworkshop.com. Yes, that's multihypeworkshop.com. To remind you all, I have had some incredible guests this past year on Dear Multi-Hyphenate, and now it's time to enter almost a season two of sorts. So Dear Multi-Hyphenate is getting a facelift. As we know, the world around us is moving swiftly, so I promise to stay relevant, topical, and focused. The point of Dear multi is so that you, an artist with multiple proficiencies, can be the boss of every artistic endeavor you tackle. And in order for you to get more out of this podcast, I'm making it interactive. I will be releasing episodes every two weeks on Instagram, which is at DearMultiHyphenate. You'll be able to interact with me and answer prompts, questions, and assignments that will keep you in tip-top shape even during quarantine. For instance, you'll see multi Monday where I'll be posting videos with tips and tricks that will inspire you to get out of your quarantine rut, out of your head, and into the spotlight. You'll have heard about your why, saying yes, and saying no, and this week is all about protecting your art. You can also take part in Thirsty Thursdays, where I'll be posting journal prompts inspired by awesome quotes for my guests, pro tips, and questions of the day. Those are just a few examples of how Dear Multi-It is no longer just a podcast, but an experience, and at the end of each podcast, I'll be giving you a recap of what we chatted about in this episode, and I want you to share with me how you implemented that in your week's artistic journey. And when you do, share it with me, please, at dear it or at the Michael Kushner. Post, tag me, slip into my DMs, however you want. So if you're joining me for the first time in this episode, you could check out last week's episode fe- featuring Mae Antiao to see the new structure of the show. We discuss passion and purpose, which is one of my favorite topics. And if that isn't enough for you, like I said before, you can take class with me. My third session of Multi-Hype Workshop begins 10-12. That is October 12th. The week-long intensive is a creative workshop in the style of a year-round summer camp for professional artists who want more. Kimberly Faye Greenberg, Ashley Kate Adams, and myself are coming together to teach you how to form identity, be your own producer, and market the heck out of whatever you're creating. And as always, check out My Broadway Memory, my show with Brian Sedita, every Thursday night live at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Each week, our guests pull a playbill at random from their collection and talk about their memories associated with that playbill. It's to keep Broadway alive, and it's super fun. And you can be featured on the show. So head to My Broadway Memory on Instagram and see how you can get involved. We had Tadra Hall, Colleen Ballinger, Mark Shaman, Megan Hilty, and more on our previous episodes. Our guests in the upcoming episodes are are iconic, and you won't want to miss it. And for the month of October, we're mobilizing with Broadway for Biden to make sure you're registered to vote. So watch and learn and get excited. So let's dive into this week's episode, shall we? Let's begin with a quote. On January 28th, 2019, on a CNN town hall, our soon-to-be vice president and future president Kamala Harris said, my mother used to have a saying, and she would say to me, Kamala, you may be the first to do many things, but make sure you're not the last. This quote rings true on so many levels. As artists, we are often following the rules and guidelines set in place or influenced by so many other artists that we have never even heard of. Who are the people that started those trends? Who are the people that paved the way for artists like you and I? And today, you and I are very much paving the way for other artists, especially since we're creating during a pandemic. So how are you paving the way for others? This quote rings true on so many levels. As artists, we are often following the rules and guidelines set in place or influenced by so many artists that we have never heard of. Who are the people that started those trends? Who are the people that paved the way for artists like you and I? And today, you and I are very much paving the way for other artists, especially since we're creating during a pandemic. So how are you paving the way for others? And speaking of paving the way for others, my guest on this week's episode of Dear Multi-It is an impulse follower. She has had an amazing career on the stage and will continue to do so, but ultimately decided in this terrifying political time that it was time to do more. You may know Tia Altine from Aladdin, A Christmas Story, and Mary Poppins on Broadway, Hamilton, Bombay Dreams, and High School Musical National Tours, as well as her work with Broadway Green Alliance, Eduham, Broadway Cares, Equity Fights, AIDS, and more. She was a producer on Disgrace and Living on Love on Broadway and currently is volunteering her time with Broadway for Biden. I am so, so, so excited to welcome Tia Altine, hi! Hi!
0: Uh, How I'm are you? That. I'm doing wonderful. I'm very excited to be here.
1: Oh, it's so it's so good to have you. I, I I really I mean like when we were emailing and I and and I wanted a representative from Broadway for Biden on the show. Your response was so funny, because you were like, me. And I just thought that was so fabulous. I would have, honestly, I was like, not me. I was like, I was like,
0: obviously, I can pair you with some people that are way more interesting than me. but
1: how exciting. you were like, you're interesting. I was like, you know what? You're right. I am. Let's do it. <laughs> you are interesting and and we'll talk more about, like finding our like place when we start something new a little later. but uh, i I wanted to do a little I wanted to do a little icebreaker. um. I-, I wanted to know how you got involved with the theater and, and sort of your background. Like tell, tell us about you, introduce yourself, take it away.
0: Take it away. Yeah. Well, as I previously introduced, my name is Tia, and I am originally from California. So um, my original uh, introduction into the performing arts was through my mom, just like a lot of people. And it was very much through, uh, you know, my mom is the whole other side of the brain as far as her career goes, but um, as far as her passion goes, we always had season tickets to... um, Uh, Sacramento Music Circus and she would take me there like every summer and I'd watch every show and I was so obsessed and I loved the pomp and circumstance of like it's a show day like that means we're going to dress up we're going to go to dinner we're going to go to a show and then afterwards I'll probably have an ice cream sundae and we'll talk about how we like the show and you know like the whole tradition of it was just my favorite and when I got older there was a time where I was like oh this is a job like People could actually do this as a career. This isn't just a isn't just like a fun pastime, Uh, coupled with the fact that I was already in dance lessons because I was the little girl that had a lot of energy and was like dancing around the living room. And my mom was like, perhaps we should harness that and put you into some classes. (laughs) So uh, with all of that, I kind of was like, this is this can be a career and I already love it. I'm going for it. So I was a a very young girl when I absolutely was like, "I am going to make it from California all the way to Broadway, and nothing's going to stop me." And this is what I want to do, and that's literally what I did. So I kind of had a a a uh, semi-normal, semi-normal path to get to New York although I kind of think that like for some people it's a little slow uh because I did have to make it all the way from California so uh I didn't you know get to New York until I was like 16 I we went for like a weekend so I could see a Broadway show kind of a thing and that was like my first and only time again until I was adult an adult so wow. that's like you know I I wasn't the little girl that was able to we, I, we weren't financially able to like send me to all the camps and the things so uh, I just kind of you know of course this was before YouTube and all of that so it really just was me living for. Um, the tours that came through my town and for my my local teachers and for my mom, like really nurturing this and saying this is something you absolutely can do. And and I think that's also why I have such an affinity for touring and for tours, because they really are bringing Broadway right into your backyard. And mm-hmm. for so many of us, me included, we didn't have the financial uh, opportunity to co- like go to New York all the time. So it's just really important work. I digress.
1: <laughs> no, I'm, I'm obsessed with that. I, I do have a question just because, you know, this is a theater podcast and I'm really, really, really just like I'm a I'm a total bottom for any musical theater like geekiness. Yes. Yes. Um, and <laughs> and um, and so I want to know, like, who were some of your like, I saw that at Sacramento Music Circus, like some leading performances where you're like, that will never happen again. But I saw that there.
0: Okay, this one is like kind of random because he's not like, okay, I'll just like let everybody draw their own conclusions, but I saw How to Succeed in Business Without Really Trying many years ago with Ralph Macchio as like lead, which is so random, I know, but (laughs) Ralph Macchio was literally like lead of How to Succeed in Business Without Really Trying, the tour, and I literally saw it, and of course, in my head, I was like, the Karate Kid, like just so excited. And the, the hysterical part, A, the Karate Kid was in a musical that toured, and B, but but which he is really, like, if you do any digging, a, a total supporter of the arts, but um, B, uh, there were three or four people that were in that show uh, as ensemble members that I actually ended up doing Mary Poppins on Broadway with, which is hysterical. Like, the woman that played the bird woman in Mary Poppins, and so she was, like, a little bit older than me, and she was like, oh, yeah, I did this tour, da-da-da, and I was like, I was... I saw you in Sacramento. Oh my gosh. Like, which is like hysterical. And, and again, you know, she was so inspirational to me, just like watching them on stage. And then how many years later we're doing a show together on Broadway. Like, Oh, what, what's something, something that I totally always remember whenever I'm doing any, are teaching artist things is that I very well could be in a show with any of the people that I'm teaching. Oh, you will be. You will be. 100% will be.
1: I say it's, this is a Yiddish word and it comes up just about uh, in every episode. It's besher, which means uh, it's meant to be in Yiddish. Mm. And and you were meant to be in this industry and you were meant to work with these people. I mean, you were also meant to be on this podcast because I don't know if you could see it. I mean, oh! there's, there's Mary
0: Poppins. Mary Poppins is on your arm. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm
1: obsessed. Tia, for those of you that are listening, Tia and I can actually um, see each other, and uh, and Mary Poppins is the reason for what I for for why I'm here in the theater, and um, and I was breaking umbrellas at the age of three years old every because I was Mary Poppins, and I would I would play with it until they were broken, and I wore my dad's like big shirts as dresses, and like that was you know Mary Poppins. It was and still is. The, my biggest inspiration I and
0: that. anything can happen if you let it. Okay. Honey, so you did,
1: you did it on Broadway, right?
0: Did on Broadway. Yeah.
1: Okay. Well, um,
0: the shows that I actually uh, started, I was in the original first national tour of Mary Poppins. And after I had done that for, I think I was on tour for like nine months. Uh, they asked me if I wanted to join the Broadway show, which was already running. So I actually transferred to Broadway from the tour. Amazing <laughs> so I had the opportunity to do both, which was amazing. And then that ended up being my Broadway debut.
1: Oh, Mazel! I saw, I saw Ashley. I saw Laura Michelle Kelly. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, like it's, it, I, it was, it was such a magical show. Um,
0: they really kind of nailed it.
1: <laughs> oh, oh, it was amazing. I mean, I will. I, I don't know if I'll ever cry as hard as I did when she, at the, in the finale. And she,
0: I mean, like the two like wow moments and like Bert gets one and Mary gets one. Bert actually. The proscenium. Yeah, he taps on the proscenium. He legitimately walks up the proscenium and taps on the ceiling like what? And why haven't we seen that again? It's a genius gimmick. I'm so oh. here for it. And oh. it's like, only Disney, of course. Right. And then at the end, Mary gets one when she literally flies over the audience and with, with the umbrella, like the iconic with her little first in feet in first position and like over the audience, like, so even if you're in the mezzanine or you're in the balcony, which if you've been to the new Amsterdam theater is a massive theater, it's one of the big ones. Um, you get like, all of a sudden she's right in front of you, you know, like, Whoa, I had a balcony seat and now she's right in front of me. I mean, it is genius.
1: It it is genius. I'm getting full body chills right now, and because uh, the, the way that she does it, right? Because it's like it's like 16 bars of like da da da, da and it's and you hear that bass, yeah. and it's like it's so powerful in the house. But then with the she moves the umbrella, and then she start she comes into that audience, and yeah. from and it is just it is be. And I think what you just said nailed it because. You don't think she could get any closer to you but then she does and
0: because they start it by going across the stage so you think oh this is going to be like every other show on broadway where someone flies they go from stage right to stage left so she starts going from stage right to stage left and then all of a sudden she actually switches track which you can't see because the lighting is so genius and she literally goes oh i just switched track and now i'm going over the audience it's really like and the cool thing to be a part of it I obviously didn't do the flight, but I was on stage during it is that you can hear the audience audibly like, Oh, you know, because if you haven't seen it before, naturally you're, you're, you're in awe because you not only haven't seen it before in Mary Poppins, but you really haven't seen that before. That's not something that like every Broadway show adds into their repertoire.
1: Sometimes if I'm in like two, three, four or five plus vodkas, I will just YouTube Mary Poppins flight and watch it and just stop.
0: so nostalgic. I'm literally like so nostalgic. All of a sudden I'm like, wait, do I need to like go on YouTube?
1: (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, it's the best. It's it's like the best uh, palate cleanser because they're like, anything can happen if you let it, okay?
0: That's the best way to end a show. Anything can happen if you let it, listen.
1: I think that's a really great theme for this podcast, um, it, which is a really, you know, sort of good transition. So so that's an amazing uh, background for um, the start of your career or your inspirations, because we all have those those first moments in the theater of like when it was tradition, like how it became tradition, which is amazing. But, you know, there's, there's this new word in the industry and that's multi-hyphenate, right? And it's sort of, um, for me, it came about a, like five years ago when... I've read about multi hyphenating in like a really like corporate term. Like it, it was a really corporate term. And then I was like, how can I put that into like artistic terms? Because I'm a photographer, I'm a, I'm a performer, I'm a, I'm a producer. And so there has to be this like science. And, and I was like, I like things when, when there's a tangible explanation and there's rarely a tangible explanation in the theater, you kind of just don't get the job and don't know why it's like, you know what I mean? Yes, I do. (laughs) You know, we know like why one song works and why one song doesn't, but it's like, you know, what's the science? And that's kind of cool. So, um, uh, so basically um, I was like, what, what is it? What is that? What what does it mean? What does it mean? And um, multi-hyphenates are, are us. It's people that balance artistry. You know, we, uh, we, we take on, there's a difference between multitasking, multi-hyphenating. Multitasking is trying to send five different emails at once while you're brushing your teeth. And you're also like walking your dog. Mm-hmm. Multi-hyphenating is balance your art, it, your, your multiple proficiencies which cross pollinate to help flourish professional capabilities. So that's how I look at multi-hyphenating. And you, my friend are multi-hyphenate in the way of you, your hyphens from what I know about you are performer, uh, producer, teaching artist, activist—would
0: we add now? I mean, I think that if anybody, if if anybody wasn't, now is the time, honey.
1: <laughs> ain't that the truth?
0: If you if you had any stirring in your in your spirit, go ahead and lean on into that stir because now is the time we need you.
1: Oh, now is the time we need. We really do. So when when did you sort of discover that you were a multi hyphenate? Like, let's start with your producing, okay? Even before uh, this sort of political shift, mm-hmm. when you, when you started producing, um, when did you, how did you get into producing? When did you discover you're like, I'm going to go, I'm going to see what this is like over here.
0: That was kind of, um, that was actually during Mary Poppins. And I kind of was like, ah, is there more for me? Like, so <laughs> anything can happen if you let it. Right. So I let the Broadway thing happen. And then I was kind of like all, un- you know, unfortunately I think sometimes actors, sell themselves short, and I certainly did. And I was thinking, well, I got to Broadway, certainly that was a fluke, I'll never get there again. You know, like I just like, for some reason was like, well, that was just like, I can't believe I got in, you know? And uh, that's something that I had to work on and thankfully I don't do anymore, but it definitely was, you know, a learning curve. I was quite young and very much just like, oh, I don't know, like, did I, there's something else. So inside of me, I was like, well, then I, I, I need to diversify. I need to do something else. At the time, my friend was working on those two shows, and he had uh, come to me and asked if I was interested in producing or casting or anything, you know, in that realm um, on the other side of the table. And at the time, I was like, I still really want to perform. I'm not ready to fully, like, hang up my shoes, but I am interested in learning more about that side of things because – multi it, right because because why not because why wouldn't I yes Uh, especially when someone's offering you an opportunity right Basically, um the opportunity was offered and I uh I said yes and I kind of dove in and I didn't know what the hell I was doing and uh I was given some like you know lower level things to do certainly I wasn't like you know Scott Rudin or anything like crazy but um you know, I really got the opportunity to be hands-on in behind, what we call, you know, behind the table. Mm-hmm. And I got to sit in on, um, I got to sit in on meetings, you know, now I'm sitting in on Zoom meetings. Now, you know, I got to actually sit in on meetings and really just be a fly on the wall and and hear like how things are like placed together and how things are put together and how, you know, for speaking about casting, uh, you know, going back to what you said, which is like, sometimes you just, you just don't hear, but, you know, you put your whole heart into something, sometimes many auditions. And then You know, the audition process, you know, is over, but you're just waiting, 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 and you never hear back and you never hear why you didn't hear back and you never get like any feedback. Right. And that's just part of the game. And we get used to it. And it's not preferred, but it just is the way it works. Well, being able to be a part of this process, I learned so much about why people fall off the table sometimes, and and often has nothing to do with you. And it literally can be: we really need someone that's six foot, and this person's only five three, and that's it, which is nothing that has anything to do with your talent. It also is nothing you can can change. Um, it, w- it was just it was such an amazing opportunity to learn what goes on on the other side, and actually utilize that for myself moving forward in the audition room and being able to let go of things and feel better and and really feel like they're very much on your side. When you go into an audition room, they're really hoping that that you are it so that they can go to lunch later and just be like, we already found her. Like I'm done. You know, like, like it's so much more work when they don't find the person. Right. So they really are on your side. And, and it just was such an amazing opportunity that was really um, afforded me by a friend that was um, starting a producing company and was like, Hey, you've been in the business a really long time. Are you interested in, learning about this side of it. And I was like, absolutely, this is absolutely. So I, like I said, I wasn't ready to fully step off the stage at that point, uh, which is why I didn't go like full throttle, but I learned so much and it was invaluable in my performing life to have that information. It's such a, it's it's unfortunate that we as performers don't get that opportunity uh, so often because it really is helpful.
1: I think uh, so many people sort of wait for, they go, how did you get involved with all this stuff? And I think that there's like, it's like Harry Potter, right? Like all of a sudden, well, I can't really say Harry Potter anymore. And uh, but it's like, it, you all of a sudden get a letter thrown at you, right? Like, uh, like congratulations, you've been accepted to Hogwarts. It's not like that. It's not like all of a sudden, uh, things show up randomly. It's, you have to pay attention to conversations. It's like your friend asked you, "It's like, do you want to do this? And you go, okay. And that's the thing. I, I think I,
0: didn't I know what I was saying. Okay. to really, you know what I mean? Like it was yeah. like, uh sure i mean i i help friends what do you need (laughs) yeah i really initially did not even really know what i was saying yes to
1: exactly and it's it's really interesting just like sort of learning about like investing like the difference between investing and producing and co-proing and 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 you just sort of learn as you go and um and it's pretty amazing there's no official invitation to anything it's literally just like hey you want to do this yeah kind of do Tell me more.
0: That's literally kind of what, ha- I mean, not to segue or anything,
1: but that's kind of what happened with
0: Broadway for Biden, where I literally had been talking to a, fr- a friend, the, the friend that had started the organization. And I was like, I'm really into marketing or maybe I'm into PR. I'm not really sure what the difference is. I'm a little confused, but like, I know I'm curious about all of that. And he was like, would you like to work on the press team? And I was like, yes, yes, I would. Um, and And now that I'm doing it, there's a huge difference. And, I, and I'm like, well, Tia, it was so obvious what the difference was. But I didn't know. And now I know. Um, and I only know because I kind of tried to be a part of something that there where I wasn't just the talent. Like, the goal was not to be the talent. Like, I don't want to be the talent in this, in this uh, new adventure. I want to actually learn something else. <laughs> you know?
1: Yeah. I mean, it's so interesting because what you, you know, you produced on Broadway. And now you're on the producing team of a mobilization effort. Right. And there's so many different rules because this is more like this is, this came up really fast and this is go, 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 go. Like who wants to volunteer with us? Who wants to create this content? And then on November 3rd, when we get our, when we, when we vote our new president in, <laughs> it's going to end. It's just going to stop. We're literally
0: the, like we're using the, the, you know, the phrase where we're, are we're, we're, we are, Building a plane as we are flying it, like literally, like we're <laughs> like, oh my gosh, we need another wing. Oh crap! Okay, th- that put some tape on that. Okay, wait, no, we We need this, this. We're going down. You know, we're literally building the plane as we're flying it, and it's exciting. It's exciting, and it, I think it's also important. And it definitely was one of those moments. Um, I couldn't have said yes faster, and I couldn't have been more dedicated to do whatever was needed because. I'm a voter. I've been a voter. Mm-hmm. I could vote, uh, which has been several elections. And um, <laughs> um, uh, but this is different. I think we all know it's different. We've all heard it's different, but it really actually is different. And uh, this is just too important for me to just vote. Not that voting is not important because I am team vote. Obviously, we, I think, you know, a good majority of people are. But I needed I desperately needed to do more than just vote. I desperately needed to do more than even just post on my Instagram, which I do. Um, but I desperately needed to feel like I was doing something actionable, and this opportunity made me feel like I was like actionably a part of hopefully, um, you know, voting in Biden Harris. <laughs>
1: uh, literally, that I wanted. I wanted to open up the episode with a with a Harris quote because. Yeah. You know, I wanted to keep so, it. by the way.
0: And I I I am so here for that quote on everything because it just falls into i really am a huge proponent of mentoring. And mm-hmm. and that is all that is right there. That is it, right there. Like obviously I've been on Broadway, yay for me. But I want Broadway to continue. So if yeah. I want it to continue, then I need to give back. And that's where me wanting to be a teaching artist came in. You know? So it's just like I, I'm so here for that Kamala Harris quote. So, I'm so here for it.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm obsessed with that. And like, do what? Um, what, uh, what was your first effort with teaching, uh, with teaching artistry? Because I was a teaching artist, um, in 2016 with an amazing organization called Wingspan Arts and they really, really take care of their, of their artists. Like, um, I like, I was a little like, okay, so when are y'all gonna kind of, you know, write that email and be like, actually Michael, Bob, and you know, like I'm used to getting, I'm sorry, I'm just gonna say it as artists, we're sort of used to getting burned, right? In these like, we have to work these like day jobs that don't care about our existence really. And we get all, at least for me, I mean, to speak this uh, with with my experience, but then I get all sensitive. I'm like, but I matter, like, like what you hurt my
0: heart. I am not just a workhorse, please. Yeah.
1: Right. And Wingspan Arts was an amazing opportunity because they're like, No, we're here for you. And they meant it. And they're they support these artists in it's in such a brilliant way. And I really loved working. Um, for them.
0: Are they still around? I need to, I need to look them up. I don't know about them.
1: They are still around and uh the photo shoot that I'm doing with Broadway for Biden, the 50 artists, you know, uh backstage, the vote, uh-huh. it's a, a bringing the stories out from, uh from backstage and offstage and, and talking about how, th- how those artists work is mobilizing um voting registration. But Wingspan is actually going to be featured as one of the, uh, the, um, the photos because they are, I wanted, you know, Broadway for Biden is uniquely Broadway. Right. And they are a nonprofit arts education, uh, at, at, or an arts education nonprofit. So they produce people that are going to be on Broadway, uh, student, you know, artists that are going to be on Broadway. So I thought that was justified and, um, they're going to be featured with Broadway and for I Biden.
0: Felt, I felt it, like you just said so many things that intersect for me and it just is like such another, uh, it's just such another example of how collaborative this business could be. Mm-hmm. We decided to work for them as a teaching artist. Little did they know that later you would try and collaborate with them to be, to, to, to feature them, to put them on this platform, to help, uh, you know, Broadway for Biden or just to help Biden, period, Um, you know, you know, do something bigger than, you know, what they had in their original mission statement. You know, it's just like you just never know where life is going to lead. You never know who you're going to come across. You never know who you're going to work with. Like, it's just like ah.
1: anything can happen if you let it. It's so true. Mary, Mary Poppins knows what she's talking about.
0: Listen, Disney is really doing things. <laughs> well,
1: that's, I mean, that's the thing. I mean, you know, with uh, Disney, Disney, <laughs> I will always love Disney. And I know that Disney has, there are opinions about Disney, but ultimately I think in my Experience it has done nothing but open up worlds for this little Jewish gay boy. <laughs> you, you know what I mean? Open I'm up
0: so here for I obviously everybody has their opinions, but I also believe, um, Disney specifically, I think has a lovely place, uh, in the hearts of children for musical theater and the arts, and those children become adults, and then those children become loyal to the arts and they give back to the arts and they create art and, you know, but if it maybe wasn't for Disney, would that even have started? You know, like if Disney didn't exist and there wasn't any little like cartoon musicals happening, you know, that's where, that's where we little peek in. That's also why I think it's so exciting to be a part of, you know, when I did Mary Poppins or or Aladdin and I see those like little Mm -hmm. kids dressed up as Jasmine in the audience. And in my head, I'm like, this is so beautiful. This is probably their first Broadway show. They're really enjoying themselves. They, they think it's magical. And that feeling is going to stick with them. It's that whole thing, you know, people might not remember what you said, but they'll always remember how, how you made them feel. Mm-hmm. And so, no, they might not remember, like, every detail of the Cave of Wonders when they grow up, but they will have like, a really special, warm place in their heart for musicals in general. And we need arts advocacy so hard. You know, we need it. Be an arts hero. You know, like, we need all of that. So...
1: I just have to divert for a second and just go. I just have to divert for a second and just go. Who disturbed my slumber? <laughs> just because, yes, you know, because who, you were like, who remembers everything about the Cave of Wonders? I remember everything about the Cave of Wonders. Okay, yeah, and I, and but that's and that's the thing. It's like Mary Pop, Mary Poppins. Like those like the 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 themes in Mary Poppins, right? And the themes in in Aladdin. Like these these amazing life lessons that happen, like. I remember them. I remember them. And I try to lead with that. And yes, be an arts hero. Like that's exactly what you're saying. It's it's really, really, really true. Um, Little fun fact, in Aladdin, whenever we
0: first opened, the person that said, who disturbs my slumber, actually did that live eight shows a week. It wasn't a pre-record moment. And then, hey. we, and then when he left the show, so basically he did not, like he literally was up in the dressing room. And he'd come down and be like, Like he had like the whole thing and he did it completely live and like with a monitor and a microphone backstage. And then when he left the show, then they actually recorded his voice and then it became a canned like moment, but it was him for eight shows a week for like a year of time.
1: That's unbelievable. Um, I, I'm looking at it right now. Um, but Jonathan Freeman, I've talked about him in previous episodes.
0: Jonathan Freeman, Come on. <laughs> jo-
1: Jonathan is like my, he's like my absolute hero. I've been I, an amazing human to boot. Like, you, like also
0: an amazing human, like on top of all the talent.
1: A hundred percent. I mean like the story of like when I saw the producers and I stage door it when I was 14 years old. And then next thing, you know, two weeks later, a giant Jafar care package showed up at my yeah. door. Like,
0: Yes, hundred percent.
1: You know, but um, I actually was—I uh, post the photos on the dressing room project um, every once in a while. But I was the first photographer to photograph Jonathan Freeman uh, prepping as Jafar backstage of Aladdin, and that was like the three-year-old thing in my like. Movie. I mean, he's a legend. Oh, a legend. He's really
0: a legend in that realm. He's the first and only and probably going to continue to be the first only ever, period, uh, Disney character that voiced a character in a movie is the voice of the character in the parks. Like, if you ever hear Jafar in the parks, and he is now doing it on stage, there is nobody else. They often use different voices for different things. He's literally the only voice of Jafar, period. Like, anytime you hear Jafar, even if it's on, like, uh, you know, if it's Aladdin 3, it's him. Like he's a legend.
1: He is oh, Jafar. oh, he is Jafar, and also just like the nicest. And like I, I feel like he he bleeds into every single episode that I do, just because like I love that. But he also is like so he he is he is a an example of how to be an arts hero, in my opinion, of how constantly giving back and constantly inspiring a younger generation to be nice, to be. Compassionate and to be, you You're know,
0: the last one to do it. You know, it still goes back to Kamala. It all goes back to Kamala. Hey, I love it. So,
1: okay, so um, now I just want to bring back something because you know, when when we were talking about having you on the show, I, it it's not as self deprecating as I'm about to make it say, but you were like, I'm I, I'm low hanging fruit. Are you sure you want to? In-? But I, I think know, that because when I joined Broadway for Biden, I I joined in a new
0: capacity on purpose. Like, I didn't say I would love to be um, part of the talent and please put me in front of the camera. And I will, although, you know, I love a a photo moment. It's not like Mm -hmm. I don't love that. But I know I already know how to do that. So I, I on purpose wanted to learn something new. I on purpose wanted to be a part of a new department. So with that, of course, I'm in something new. So of course I'm on the bottom, you know, so I'm a, you know, I'm in the PR department and I'm a press coordinator, which basically means I'm on the bottom. Um, and so I just figured you want, you would want someone that was on the top of something. Um, but yes, but that does part of the multi-hyphenate. I was like, what does PR do? I don't know. So now I'm on the PR team. There's only three of us. So I'm learning a lot.
1: Yeah, I think that, you know, when we're multi hyphenates, and we add hyphens to our identity, we have to be able to like really go, is this something I can sell? Like, do I have enough experience to be like, I'm building another resume for this hyphen, like this is a separate resume that I'm going to have, because it is something that I can get a paycheck off of, or, or am I doing this just for the time being so I can learn? But I, I think what's really exciting and important about you Tia is the fact that like you jumped in and you were like, I'm going to learn. And that's something that I think everyone can take away is that we can always look at ourselves in the mirror. We can always go, where am I right now? And how can I just like follow an impulse to just, sort of be a better artist and be a more educated artist.
0: It's kind of my mantra. I mean, I don't have like a full, I haven't like formulated the mantra, but it's kind of the way I'm trying to live my life right now, which is uh, just start walking towards, just start walking towards it. And if you realize that the, you know, the phantom it is not it, then you can do a pivot turn, girl. You could pivot turn. Like no one says it like, like what you're walking towards has to be the beat all end all like so basically they were like do you want to do this i was like sure i start walking towards it if i hated it i could certainly pivot you know what i mean or or once i get there be like great good great got the knowledge moving on but i guess what i'm saying is like you need to take some sort of steps forward. You can't, and and looking at like, what was I doing? Cause it was COVID. And I was like, I'm doing nothing actionable. I'm not doing anything that means really a lot right now. And that's not it. That's just not how I like to live. So I was like, I, I, there has to be something I can do. Um. So, yeah, I mean, I just, you know, I'm not saying I'm opening my own PR firm as of yet, but I'm sure a lot.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And, 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 these experiences that you will always be able to pull from them. And you are, uh, you kind of did a a little bit of a pivot during this time and you're going through this really exciting journey. Uh, Uh, can you talk about going back to school?
0: Yes. I'm actually really excited about it. I started, um, my master's actually, I, uh, I, I ha- I went, I'm I going back to school. Yes. I, I started my master's in arts and culture management with an emphasis in marketing. And it is, it has been only a few weeks and it has already been quite the learning curve and quite, quite interesting. Uh, I feel like I have a lot to offer in the arts, uh, but I don't know as much as I would like to know about management, which is also why I wanted to do this. And I know even less about marketing. And then coupled with the fact that I have not been in college for so many years <laughs> that I was like, wait, so wait, how, wh- what's the margin? Wait, is there, is, is a, when in a paragraph, am I supposed to do a tab? You know, because obviously I do all, I do a lot of writing, but it's as I, as I see fit, <laughs> you know what I mean? It isn't in the Turabian citation style of, you know, what they need. And now I'm like Ooh. relearning all this stuff. I'm like, oh, okay, Turabian, like, what do I do? You know, that's like the citation style they use. So I'm like, great. Okay. I got this. And thank God for the internet. Um, but, um, yeah, who's Turabian? Exactly. When I was in school, it was MLA or yeah. um, or you know like that. Exactly MLA
1: format. Yeah, hundred percent.
0: Well, she's well, using a Turabian now. They're using who's this Tarabian. Turabia girl. <laughs> Where'd she come from? Literally, she came. She's
1: from Chicago. She's
0: from Chicago. It's literally <laughs> where she's from. Yes, she is. Arabian girl she's from Chicago and
1: (laughs) I'm obsessed with you I I, I wish you um, the best journey on that and uh, it's very exciting and and you are just proof that you um, are just following impulses and that is what is so important as a multi-hyphenate is just go hey I'm this is this is an invitation to learn something new and I'm gonna go for it and That is, that's amazing. And I'm so excited to um, check in with you and see how it's going.
0: I'm excited too. It's going to be great. So far, so good. All those things. I think it's a really important time uh, that if you have any small, if you've ever had any small impulse to do any one thing, that now is the time to start walking towards that. And for me, it was Oh, well, I've always wanted to get my master's. Oh, I've always wanted to be behind the table, but always been really content on the stage. Well, guess what? The stage is gone. (laughs) So what can I do at that time? Well, now I can put a lot of energy towards doing being quote unquote behind the table and learning the management aspect of it and the marketing aspect and, you know, just still walking forward. This is a pivot. This is just a little pivot right now, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Tia, I'm sorry, we have to wrap, but I wanted <laughs> I want
0: hours, honey. <laughs> I know
1: I could literally talk to you for hours. You're just gonna have to come on the show again. Obviously. Um but uh could do you have any advice for you've given so many amazing nuggets and and gold and and brilliant words of wisdom. I mean, I, I'm taking notes curiously of like what I'm going to have an in interactive element of the show, um, on this, on social media, that's inspired by words that you're saying, but do you, um, off the top of your head, do you have anything specifically for younger multi-hyphenates and what, uh, uh, any advice for them?
0: I just so believe in perseverance and I so believe that this business requires it. And just because somebody has told you, no, <laughs> That means no for now. (laughs) Don't let anybody tell you that no means no, Mm. basically. I I auditioned for many Broadway shows before someone finally gave me a yes. Mm. I also auditioned for many Broadway shows where people told me that I could only be a dancer. And then I became an understudy that sang. (laughs) And then I would get another Broadway show where I was basically just a singer. So don't let anyone else tell you what you are. You get quiet with yourself and you figure out who you are and who you want to be. And you get into that room and you present that best self. And that's, what's going to book. Like you decide who you are in this business. Don't let someone else decide for you.
1: Obsessed with you so much. (laughs) And where can we find you on social media?
0: Oh, I'm just cute little, um, Tia Altenay. Um, she's on the Instagram. I don't do the twit, the tweeters moments. Um, but I am on Instagram at Tia Altenay. And that's pretty much the one, I mean, you know, feel free to DM me or just give me a like or, you know, whatever people do these days.
1: <laughs> I love that. Thank you so much. And I'm going to um, just give a little closing right now. And that's I, something that you said Tia. Uh, you know, you said, a, a, like I said, amazing things, but and I'm trying to figure out what I'm, what I want listeners to sort of ruminate the most on. And I, I think it's going to be that we're building a plane as we're flying it. I want to know from listeners When have you felt that you were building a plane while you were flying it? Because that is such a specific, beautiful image of of how to just sort of get something done, of how to follow an impulse, you know, create an objective and just figure it out as you go. I think that's really important. So I want to know from listeners when you built a plane while you were flying it and what you learned from that and how that affects your work to this day. Tia, you are amazing and an inspiration, a new friend, and I can't wait to see you in person. Thank you so much for being here.
0: Thank you so much for having me. It was amazing.
1: Vote for Biden. <laughs> come on, come on. Come on, please. Come please. This podcast is produced by the Broadway Podcast Network. Make sure to find me online via Instagram at the Michael Kushner or at the Dressing Room Project, or on Twitter at MKushnerPhoto. Photo. And visit me online via bpn.fm forward slash dear